I have uh, quite a number of grandchildren, but two of them live, well, three of them live in Whitley Bay. And when I'm walking around with the two-and-a-half-year-old and the four-and-a-half-year-old, I think to myself, thank you. Nobody got on that side. Have you done this half? Good man. Thank you. Uh, when I'm walking around with them in Whitley Bay, I think to myself, I, I wonder what they've been taught about learning to cross the road. Right? Now, when I was little, it was the Green Cross Code. But now, I think there are three big words, three main words. Have you finished? You, thank you so much. Now, I'll say a prayer while I've got this here. So we, we thank you, Father, for all that has been given. And we ask that you will bless the gifts that are given to make your work grow in this place and in our city. In Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so, what three words I think people have been taught to know how to cross roads? Yes, stop. See, it was worth you coming today. Thank you. That's great. Uh, I need a volunteer. I have a word. Would you believe? Who would like to hold this up for me? All right, Billy. You come and hold this one. Okay, so you need to stop. If you just stand, yeah, that'll do. Is, is that good? Yeah. You need to stand at the curb. You don't just run out. You stand at the curb. You don't stand between parked cars, but you stop. That's the first word. What's the next word? Look, Joe. Do you want to call this one? Right. So, okay. And then you look. Because you stop and then you look and you look to your right, you look to your left and you see if there's any traffic coming. And what do you do next? Now, is, is Abby, do you want to come and help Abby? Would you like to come and hold this up? That's okay, you don't have to, but unless an adult wants to come out with you. Excellent. Tell you what, I'll move my table. Billy, you come this way a bit. There you go. Thank you, Abby, that's great. Stop, look, Listen. And when you get to the listen point, that's when we're struggling with electric cars now, aren't we? <laughs> so you don't know they're coming, so you definitely got to look. But you need to listen because sometimes the traffic comes from a different direction or around a corner or you didn't know it had started up. Stop, look, listen. This is how we cross the roads and we cross safely. But I think these three are rather good for our story today because I think this is just what Moses did. When Moses was walking through the desert, what did he do when he saw the burning bush? He stopped. He was stopped in his tracks. And it made him go, gosh, I wonder what's happening now. And when he then had a bit of a conversation um, with himself, thinking, well, they don't normally burn up, he went and had a better look. And that's quite important. So he then looked, and then God spoke. And what did God say? Moses, Moses. And Moses goes, yes, here I am. And Moses started to listen. And God had a special message for Moses. He said, I want you to go back to where you came from, where you lived in the palace, where it was dangerous, because my people are suffering and your people are suffering in slavery. And he said, you have to go back and you're going to have to set them free. And the first thing Moses says, he doesn't say, oh yeah, that's fine, I'll go back. He says, I can't do that. I'm a nobody. Who am I? And he needs his help of his brother. And then God says one, well, three important words. Four important words. <laughs> what does God say to him when he says, I'm too frightened and I don't think I can do this job on my own? 
I am with you. So important that in everything we do, whether it's good things and happy things and easygoing things, or whether it's harder things in our lives, that we know that God is with us. He says, I am with you. And we mustn't ever forget that. Whether we're going to school, whether we're playing, whether we're on holiday, whether we're struggling with difficult things in our lives, God says, I am with you. And that's really, really important. Now, I've got a little activity for the children. If there's any who want to have a go at this, Ian's going to give a piece of paper out. It says on here, I am with you. And what I thought you might like to do, and the adults can do it too. There's a box of um, felt-tip pens here. I want you to put your foot on here and draw around it very carefully, just one foot, and make sure I am with you is in the middle of it. And then I want you to write your name above where it says, I am with you, because it's important, Shola, that you know God is with you. It's important, Robert. It says, I am with you. That's what God says to you today. And then I'd like you to, if you can, copy the letters, the words, stop, look and listen, and then draw flames with red and orange, like the burning bush. Do you think you can manage that? And I thought you should rest on the piece of paper over here because it's harder and your felt-tip pens will work better. Okay, so Billy, you can put your, your things down. Thank you. There's a piece of paper for you. And there's a piece of paper for Joe. Oh, you've got one already. Okay, felt-tip pens are down here. Anybody who wants to have a go? And I'll leave the spare ones here in case anybody who's a grown-up feels like doing it too. But whilst the children are busy, I've just got a couple of further thoughts, I think, as, as adults. The stopping. Thank you, felt tips are over here. That's great. How important it is in our lives to stop. Stop in our busy lives. How important it is that we take time with God. There is no other substitute. There's no excuses. We just need to take time to be with God. It's the only way. This is my wonderful husband, Ian. If I didn't talk to him, if I didn't stop and have conversations with him, If we didn't spend time together, we wouldn't know each other. That's just the same, but even more important with God. We need to take time with God. We need to be still and quiet. Now, as I said, we can meet God in all sorts of places. Perhaps you're the sort of person who likes to go and walk. Ian walks the dog and talks with God. Some people love to go to open places. Perhaps you can only find the chair in your house that you like to sit in, and you can sit and spend a bit of time there. And just be quiet and still. Or whether it's at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, you really need, we all really need to spend time with God and do that stopping and being still. And that's the moment when, like Moses, who stopped, then he looks around and he sees or and hears God at work. And it's our moment to, if you're outside in the countryside or you're in your home, to thank God for the home that you have or your family or the work that you're not at or if you're outdoors for the beauty of the world, in our prayers, our stopping is a definite break from what we normally do to make time for God. And then taking time to look and see where God is at work, where God is working, where God has been at work. And that's important for us in our lives. And then the listening, of course, we have two ears and only one mouth. We need to listen much more than we talk. I can stop. 
then I can look, and I'm quite good at talking, you might have noticed. Da, 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 with God, talked to him a lot. And he says, would you let me get a word in ways, Joanna? I need, I want to talk to you. And that's why it's not just stop and look, but it's listen also. We need to take the time and we need to train ourselves to listen, to read God's word and then not just shut it, but to go, and what are you saying to me? What is it I need to learn? When people talk to us or you read a Christian book and you think, oh yes, that was a good point. I've got a journal. I write it down because I won't remember it. And then I can look back and go, oh yeah, that's right. That's something that God spoke to me. The stopping the looking and the listening, all very important parts of our lives. If Moses hadn't done it, then the people of Egypt would perhaps still be in slavery. Certainly our history would be different. Moses showed us what we should do when we come to God, what we do when we meet with him. We don't just meet with him and walk away. It would be really sad today if you came to church and then left without having met God, without having changed. As we come into God's presence, that should change us. As we offload our sins, as we recognize his holiness, these things, his presence should change us so that we then go out into the world and use these feet and these hands to do the things that God wants us to do. One thing I wanted to point out was when Moses, when God said, Moses, Moses, and um, Moses says, here I am. In Hebrew, which was his mother tongue, he says, henini, henini. And it's a word that means much more than I'm here. Yes, I've turned up. It means something about being open. It's about listening. It's about expecting. It's about resting. It's about taking um, the words when he's, he's, when you're saying I'm here, you're saying it's not only me present in your presence, but it's, it's all of me. Because as I mean, I do it, I'll sometimes sit down, I'll read my Bible and I'll dash out. And I've not stopped and looked and listened. And I certainly haven't stayed in the presence of God. And it's so much stronger than just, yeah, here I am. It's very much here I am. And somehow God's presence enabled Moses to say, and yes, I'll go and do what you've called me to do. I don't know what your weeks ahead are like. I don't know what the challenges are in your lives, the things that you have to face. But God says, the person you are is the person I've called. You can't say to God, well, I'm a nobody. He says, that's fine. I can deal with that. God wants to use you, whoever you are. And he wants you to be used to go out into the world and to enable to set people free. The gospel is about broken, broken hearts being healed, uh, blind eyes seeing, about captives being set free, widows and the marginalized being welcomed in. All of us are involved in that. That is the gospel that we take. And that comes through our being with people, our listening to people, our stopping and taking time. So this story, as much as it's really old, you can see why Moses is a hero of the faith. And he was obedient. He had a hard job. It was another 40 years in his life before he, the people of the Israelites went into the Holy Land, into the Promised Land. And there was a lot of battles. And you probably know the stories that Pharaoh said no when he went back. And so he sent the 10 plagues. And there's a lot of coming and going. But eventually, the people were set free and God did many miracles through Moses. Not because he was strong, 
Not because he was capable and able, but because God said, I will go with you. So whatever your situation is, wherever you go, whatever you're in, even now, God says, I am with you. And I want you to know that, that my presence with you is what you most need.